being raised without my father, um, I was sad a lot. Like, um, I really wanted to have a father, you know? Like, he died, he died before I was born. When I was like 12 years old, um, I was thinking that, okay, finally, I have a father now. Um, but he wasn't, he wasn't very nice. Like, he wasn't very nice to me and my, I had two, I had two other siblings. He wasn't really nice to us. Hi there, welcome back to the Mashiali podcast. My name is Samruti and I'm your host and you tuned in to episode 1 of season 1, Cozy Hours. As promised, I'm back for you this Saturday with one of our finest gems who's none another than Mr. Shanti Branch. Ashanti works to change how young men of color interact with their education and how their schools interact with them. Raised in Oakland by a single mother on welfare, Ashanti left the inner city to study civil engineering. A construction project manager at his first career, his life totally changed when he tutored struggling students and realized his passion for teaching. During Ashanti's first year teaching high school math in 2004, he started the Everforward Club. This man expands a powerful message on how we often put a mask to survive for the fear of being vulnerable and misunderstood. He encourages people to take a closer look at the mask they wear and to understand why they do wear them. I would like to extend an especially warm welcome to you, Shanti sir, and I'm highly obliged that you took out your time to show your kind presence to our podcast and to talk about your own experiences and sharing your own true emotions and being the real you at Martiali. You know, Ashanti, I'm highly obliged that you took out your time to show your kind presence at our podcast and to talk about all your experiences and share your true emotions. And most importantly, be vulnerable because, you know, not everybody is bold enough to talk about a topic so deep, you know. And what I actually see these days is that people don't actually show their true self and they kind of like pretend to be someone that they are not, probably just to fit in or just so they feel accepted or just so no one judges them maybe and what I get to see is that at times people are doing things to impress people who don't even care about them so um, how important do you think is it to be the true you I mean I think to be able to be authentic and to be your full self is is so important it's, it's crucial the, the, one of the challenges I find is that in the work that we're asking people to do when we talk about the mask, you know, here's the front of the mask, the things I let people see about me. Here's the back of the mask, things I don't let people see about me. Yeah. Like everyone doesn't deserve to hear your full story. Some people can't handle your story, meaning it would overwhelm them. Some people don't care about your story, meaning it doesn't matter to them. But it's important for everyone to find the people in their life that will listen to their story, will uh, will hold space for them, will care for them, to recognize that they're not alone. And I think that oftentimes, what I see in the work we do in schools, and I remember being that student myself, you know, you spend so much time around people who don't even, 
really like you or care about you and you begin to do things to impress them and ultimately they don't have your best interest in mind they 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 don't want you to be great they want to make sure you stay below them right so it, it it wouldn't be amazing to be around people who actually wanted you to be like to push you like they're pushing you up like they're like you come on go get it go do it right as opposed to people who are like ah you're never gonna do that ah you can't do it ah, come on now why would anybody want to do that like but oftentimes we see young people get sucked into these crews, these cliques, these crowds that that are making them feel not even important and valuable. And then it perpetuates itself, right? So then somebody did it to me, I do it to others, and we keep passing it along. And so I'm, we're just trying to, our work is saying, look, um, we all need to let go of some of this stuff that we're carrying. And how do we do it in a safe way, in a healthy way, in a way that empowers us to push towards what we are dreaming of and what we want because you know if you're going through a rough time we just encourage people to you know keep going so you can get out of the rough time into the the better times you know yeah yeah i second you you know because when life's going on good then it's really easy for us to be more of us than but when things are not going on well when there's family issues when there's French drama and all of that going on like the life is all chaotic where do you go so what I think is that it's really important for us to take our masks off and reveal our true self for the ones at least that are really close to us what do you think about it Ashanti sir yeah you know I mean a beautiful question. I I think that I, I've been doing this work for a while. So 2013 is when we first created the activity, um, the mask, uh, taking off the mask. We were in the documentary in 2015. And, you know, when I talked with somebody back then, I hear myself recognizing there's more that is happening today. Um, and now when I tell people to take off the mask, they're like, shouldn't everyone be wearing masks, right? Right, because we were thinking yeah. about the epidemic, the the epidemic that we're in right now. So it has a different connotation for a lot of people. They're like, no, you keep the mask on. But I'm talking about the metaphorical mask, right? I'm yeah. talking about when you are with your friends, just having a time. I think the mask people use as protection. I think the mask that 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 I wear, that I see people wear that we help people to look at is a way of people getting along. If you believe that you are not important, unless you do these things, then you may do those things. And what we know around the world, and it's not just um, here in the US, but what we know around the world is that men, in my experience, and I'm speaking in generalities, have a harder time expressing their emotions. I think we allow women to express their emotions and to talk, women talk to each other. They build connection with things they're going through. They talk it out. And men, we just get around each other and we talk about sports and, oh, did you see that movie? Oh, did you, right? <laughs> like they, 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 we don't, we don't, we don't often have a place to get together and say, man, I'm really having a rough time right now. 
right? Because what men want to do, and I'm, I'm making generalities. I want to make sure I'm really, really clear. I know that this is different for every person, but we get together and we want to solve problems. Oh, you having that problem? Let me fix your problem. Let me tell you how to fix your problem. As yeah. opposed to letting a man to speak from his heart and say, man, I'm feeling like I just, I just need to have somebody hear me. Like maybe there's lots of solutions, but I just need to vent out what's going on so I have a clearer mind to approach the situation. And so that's most of our work. And we, I think everyone needs it and everyone wears them. And I don't know that it's always to deceive others. You know, when you go to an interview, you, you better put your best mask on, right? You don't talk about your, your, your broken car and your, you know, you don't talk about all that stuff when you go to a job interview, right? When you go to a job interview, you get dressed up, you get fresh, you walk in and you're like, absolutely, I'll do whatever you want, you know? But what happened, when do you, and that's, that's important, right? It's important to show your best self. And where do you do that to, where do you get a chance to just be, man, with my, when I could just talk about, man, today was a hard day. That's, I think, we all need a place to be able to take those masks off. Yeah. Talking of boys, Ashanti said, the place from where you were born at, like Oakland and here in India as well, um, boys are always told to man up, you know, to not to cry, to be strong and to not show their true emotions, right? But in my opinion, that makes them not stronger but weaker instead. Um, I would like to know, what do you think about it? Yeah, thank you. I mean, I think I was already feeling that question coming, right? I think that boys, in my work, what we see is that there's this idea that we don't talk about what we feel. You know, when I was teaching in Chennai, um, I, I was teaching maths, nine standard, and, um, you know, in the classroom, I would go in, you know, the boys sit on this side, and the girls sit on this other side, and they, you know, they kind of, they only intermingle when the teacher leaves the room, and then they kind of talk to each other, and then it's like, yeah, <laughs> we, we we all do. <laughs> when your teacher walks in, everybody's like, "Shrigabu Namaha," and you're just like, "Okay, Suki Baba," right? And they sit down, and then you go and you you teach them. And one day, um, you know, a kid was in the back. And, you know, you ask a question, everybody's like, "Me, me, 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 me," <laughs> and then yeah. you're, you're like, uh, one of my students, um, I think it was Super Rao. I was like, "Okay, come here, come here, come here." Like he was like so wanting to be, and I had him come to the front and I was like, okay, so, and I don't think that the school normally, because I, I was on an exchange program, I said, why don't you answer the problem on the board for everyone? And he was like, sir, I'm like, what, what happened? He was like, uh, uh, <laughs> no, you have to do it on the board. I'm like, no, I want you to do it. Like, you know, this idea that I asked him to do something he had never been asked to do. He was in this moment of like, kind of like, well, no, I don't, I'm not supposed to write the answers on the board. You're supposed to write the answers on the board. I'm like, no, I'm giving it to you. You use a chalk. And I think where do we get a place that we can, when people let us explore outside of our, maybe our comfort zone, like I asked him to do something out of his comfort zone in that moment, like just going to the board and actually doing it for everyone. Yeah. But even more, when we get the pull out of our comfort zone, when someone says, how do you feel today? And we normally say, what? I'm good. I'm fine. Okay. Yeah. But where do you, when do people actually ask you and they stop and they look you in the eyes and they say, no, for real, like, how are you feeling today? And imagine if we have more people to do that as opposed to, oh, I'm doing good, sir. Good. I'm doing good. 
like sometimes you could see it on their face that they were not doing good. Yeah. And when I would ask them, you know, the teachers aren't used to, in my the school I was at, the teachers weren't used to really having deep personal conversations with students. But for me, that was really what I did as a teacher. So when I would ask them, hey, what's going on with you today? They'd be like, nothing, sir, I'm fine. When I would say for real, like, come here, come here, let me talk to you. I said, I want to see you at lunchtime. Come see me. They think they're in trouble. <laughs> and all I want to do is talk, right? I was like, you're not in trouble. What are you talking about? Like, let's just let's just talk. Like, yeah. like, sir, what do you want to talk with me about? I'm like, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? You know? And like to know that there's more to us than just a student, a teacher, an engineer, a scientist, a lawyer. Like there's way more going on with us. And oftentimes we don't get to see it. So that's I think those yeah. masks that get in the way. Uh, if I talk about students in India, then I would say that it's taught to them that failing is not a good thing, but rather a bad thing. And then what happens is they actually start fearing failure, you know, and they stop looking at it as a learning opportunity. And rather, it's taken as a sign of being less capable, which I personally don't think is true. But I would really love to know your perspective towards failure. Well, you know, I, I believe that, um, have you ever heard of Michael Jordan? Yeah. Okay. So imagine like Michael Jordan missed way more shots than he ever made. Yeah. I mean, he, he missed thousands of shots more than he actually made, but we don't focus on the shots he missed. He's, he missed, he missed thousands of shots, but no one, no one even pays attention to the shots he missed, but we pay attention to the shots he made. And I think I try and I use that example all the time because, you know, people, he, he is an icon in the basketball world. But if you think about any, any, any star, I mean, and you, in, in, you have the, the cricketer, what's his name? I can't even pronounce it. Thun, thun, that's in Denver, yeah. Yeah, that's him. That's yeah. him. Yeah, I've heard of him. Every, yeah. Like, right? He's, the, he's, a, like, right? he's amazing, right? I'm sure he's made errors on the field but people don't know him for all the errors. They know him for the successes. And so I think that those examples are small. I mean, those are two sports athletes, you know, examples, but even in business, like somebody creates a business, it doesn't go well, right? He, they, they decide to, you know, sell something in the street and then it's a rainy season. It's like, I can't sell my stuff. And then they yeah. have to shut it down. But how about if we say that every time something doesn't go right, or a business doesn't go well, uh, a relationship doesn't go well, that it's a learning opportunity. And so using failure as opportunities to learn as opposed to, to be fatal. Like, oh, I, I failed this exam, I failed this thing. Well, hopefully it's not a, the, as fatal as you're going to lose your life. So now you have a, a lesson for the next opportunity. You have a learning for the next tr thing you want to try. So I think failure is um, a part of it. And I know as a you know, growing up in my life, you know, I, I felt, I felt like I was failing at a lot of things, you know, like I didn't like school when I was in middle school. I didn't like school. I liked math, but every other class I, I didn't even want to go. And so, you know, if, if I, if I had begun to adopt the mentality that because I do bad in those classes, then I'm, I'm a bad person or I'm not good at anything. And I make that the generality about my life it can really cause harm. And so we, we always tell our young people and we tell adults too, look, these are the mistakes we make help us not make them anymore. And if you don't learn it the first time that you made a mistake, 
you know, then what you get, you get a chance to learn it again. And then you just get to keep learning it until you, the lesson becomes real, you know? Yeah, that's the way life teaches us. So, you know, uh, I remember once you telling us that you could not express yourself as a smart kid at school and your fellow mates used to look down upon the smart kids and would apparently call them names like nerd and all. I would really highly appreciate you sharing that story over here, please. Yeah, you know, um, so I grew up in a community where smart is not cool, you know, like, um, unfortunately, maybe it's cool for your parents or your grandparents, maybe your aunts and uncles, but the community, when you're in school, like you, the being cool is important. Like yeah. when you are being cool, if you're an athlete or maybe you're a guy who, um, I know it's different in India than in the U.S., but if you're a guy who talks to a lot of girls and you want to get their phone numbers, right, that kind of courting kind of thing. Uh, uh, but th that's cool for people. They're like, oh, he's so amazing. Look, look at, oh my God. That happens like here as well. Yeah. Oh, it does? Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> most of the boys don't talk about it in my school. They were like, oh, no, yeah. sir, we, we never do that. We never, we never do that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they just can't tell the teacher, right? They just can't tell the teacher. Um, but that idea that like all that stuff is like, oh, I want to be like that. I want to have that. Um, and I and but smart wasn't a cool thing. Like to be the smart, like to be a smart kid was like, you're a nerd. Like nerds were was negative where I lived. So I was like, okay, well, but that was in middle school when I when I started acting like that. When I finally kind of got to my act together, I realized that. Well, I just got to pretend. So like in math class, math was really easy for me. Now I would do math really fast. And then the way I got away with it is I would help everybody else. So they didn't really know, they didn't really think of me as being smart. They just thought of me as, oh, he's going to give us the answer. So it was more like, <laughs> because every other class, I wasn't really showing that how smart I was. It was just only in math class. And um, I think that, that that happens a lot in our community. And if you believe that, to act smart or to show how smart you are makes people talk about you. They'll call you names here, you know? They'll call you, you know, they'll, they'll say, oh, who do you think you are? You think you're better than us? It, it, it was almost like to shame you. And so what I learned was that um, I have a responsibility to myself. So when I got to high school, I was, I was like, I'm gonna be the smartest kid here. And I don't care what people say, um, but it takes, it takes, it takes, something inside of you to erase the noise of other people. And it also takes you to be around people who actually are pushing you up. Because if you're around people who are like trying to tear you down, it's kind of like crabs in a bucket. Have you ever seen crabs in a bucket? Nobody gets out. Yeah. A, 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 every crab could possibly at some point get out maybe, you know, some strategy. But for the most part, what happens is one crab goes up and the other one grabs him and says, I want to go up too. <laughs> not realizing or maybe totally realizing that I got to pull you down so I can get up. And I think that if when a community doesn't have enough people pushing everyone, helping push everyone up, people doing the push up, then we end up in a community where we're just trying to do our best. And that's been the hard, that's been the part that I've learned about the most. And so in our, in our program, we're about who do you want to be? Like, I want you to be richer than me. I want you to be more, I want you to be everything you want to be. Mm -hmm. So my job is to help lift you up. And that, and that I think what most people need and they want. 
Yeah, and I believe that you are doing a noble job, like pushing people up. Because what I usually see is that people don't really support each other, and what I see is that relationship these days are a lot more complicated than ever before. Like people really have a hard time maintaining relationships, but be it parent-child relationship or relationship between siblings or romantic relationships or any relationships for that matter, because a people. People don't truly get engaged and don't support each other as they should apparently, um, but they don't really uplift each other, which I think is probably the most important thing. I would love to know what do you feel about it. I mean, I think relationships. I mean, that's, that's a beautiful question. So thank you for you know asking it. I think relationships are complicated. Relationships are people, two or more people, right? I mean, if we're talking about a, a partner, we're talking about a friend, like if we're just talking about two to keep it simple, like um, I have me who I am presenting to you. And then I have all of me that I don't think that you want to see, yeah. right? And you have you, and then all the things that you don't think I want to see. And so who do, who goes first? Who decides, okay, I'm gonna tell you a little bit more. Right, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lean in a little bit more to this relationship. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you a little bit more truth about me. And what I'm hoping is that I don't scare you away. And sometimes, you know, I've seen, you know, young teenage love where the young man is like finally has a person who's like cares about them and oh my gosh, and then they start to trust and then they start telling that person everything, <laughs> and then the partner's like. Oh no, oh no, I don't want to, I can't handle all of that. And then yeah. they're like, I gotta go. And then the, the, the young man is like, what happened? I, I told you everything, Why? what do you mean? And then, then this idea that it gets reinforced that, oh, I can never tell everything. Because if I tell everything, they're gonna run away. They're gonna walk away. They're gonna leave me. And then I'm gonna be lonely. What if you tell your friend something and they tell someone else? And you're like, why did you do that? Right, so we know we know that we, there's movies made around that all the time, right? A friend tells a friend something, the friend goes and tells someone else, and you're like, I told you in confidence. And all yeah. those things happen because for whatever reasons, many different reasons, but we know that if we can, uh, I think that, that the complicated part is how much am I willing to give of myself? If, if I want to, you want me to give 100% of myself, can you handle 100% of me? There's a lot of me. It's a lot of my history that's not pretty. Like, yeah. So I think we always have to do that. We're always doing this kind of dance between, oh, I'm gonna tell you about me, and I'm gonna just test the water of how much you can handle, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, like I was nervous to tell you about the story about the gun, right? Because in my experience, um, in my experience, um, you know, where I lived in Chennai, where I lived in India, there was not. A, I mean, I never heard of people didn't talk about shooting. People weren't worried about shootings. I grew up shootings were every day. I mean, well, all the yeah. time, you know? And so I always have to decide like, what story do I tell that somebody can relate to, connect to, understand, and be able to hear. Um, and so those are the ones that, you know, those, those that happens with any relationship, even just me and you on the screen, right? Or you and me on this podcast, right? Like you and me having this conversation. Mm -hmm. um, 
is really i think important mm-hmm. yeah well you see i believe that your childhood has been a really tough one and there were a lot of challenges that you have to face because not all things were in your favor right and i really would love if you could share your story because um i know there are a lot of people out there who believe that Uh, probably everyone except for them have all things sorted like everything going on smooth everything perfect all good so uh, i really would appreciate if you could share your childhood story you know uh, maybe i'll reframe it in this idea yeah. i don't i have a, i have a lot of rough things that happen to me I, i don't want them to say oh well Oh, his problems are way worse, so therefore I don't have to worry about mine. I don't. I don't want people to think that because I think that all of our problems, however, whatever levels they are at, they're valid for us. You know, if you grew up with two parents, there, there's problems maybe in families with two parents. You know, I only had my mom, so I don't know. I've never seen until my mom got married. I never saw my mom having an argument with somebody. But maybe you have two parents, but they're always fighting, right? So. What I what I would like to say is, being raised without my father, um, I was sad a lot. Like um, I really wanted to have a father, you know. Like he died, he died before I was born, and um, I, I think that what I realized was that I had. Well, I don't know when I realized. I think I realized it more when I was an adult. But at the time, I was like, "Why me? Why is my life like this? Why do Why don't I have?" Why can't I live in a place where I can be smart and no one picks on me? Where I can, like, be the best and people are like cheering me on. Like, what if, what if, in the U in the U S where I went to schools, there was never a class topper. Like, like when I heard that term, I'm like, they they, they celebrate the person who did the best. What? That's amazing. Like every time I got a good score on my test, I had to hide my my paper in my backpack so no one makes fun of me. You know what I'm saying? It's like the opposite, right? It's like the good scores got to get hidden, and the people who are getting Fs, they're like, "Yeah, look at this, I got two points," and they're like <laughs> cheering for it. You're like, "What's wrong with you?" Right? You know? But I think that growing up, I I always um, I, I felt that that loneliness. I think I felt a lot of loneliness, and I felt um, I had a lot of responsibility really young, and I was responsible for helping with my siblings, um, and I think that. You know, when my mom got married, um, when I was like 12 years old, um, I was thinking that okay, finally I have a father now. Um, but he wasn't—he wasn't very nice. Like, he wasn't very nice to me and my. I had two. I had two other siblings. He wasn't really nice to us. He was nice to his son, and it was—it was—it it created a lot of challenge in my life. And I was—I was—I was angry a lot. I was sad a lot, and what I realized when I created Ever Forward was that, or what I realized um, when I created Ever Forward was that, um, I, I, my voice was going low because I was feeling I was feeling emotions. So that's what happened when you heard my voice go down, because um, I'm also sometimes afraid of my own emotions. So, like. I try and like, mm, let me see if I can uh, hold on to this emotion without showing it. So my voice goes down, even though most times I'm really excited and excited like that, you know. Um, I, what I realized um, was that um, I just wanted to have somebody to look up to, 
And so if you don't have that and you're looking for that, you can find looking up to people in all the wrong places. And so when I created Ever Forward Club, I was creating it because it's what I needed when I was in high school, when I needed when I was in middle school. I needed a place to go where I could be seen and heard. And I felt like I was valued because when I went from school to do school, when I go home, I mean, I, I think I knew my mom loved me, but there was just a sense of like a connection that was missing in my life. And so that's what I tried to create. And that's what we've created in Ever Forward. In the Million Mask Movement, I knew I had a lot of masks walking around when I was in school. So I began to create what I what I needed. And that's, I think, why it's been so successful and why and why it's I mean, it, and, and why it keeps working, because I'm trying I'm asking the young people, what do you need? I'm not like the person on in the office saying, here's what those kids need. <laughs> I'm talking to the kid, hey, what do you need? What's going on? How can we support you? And when they begin to speak, I listen. And when you listen to when people speak, they'll tell you how you can help them. Oftentimes, uh, we use our mouth and our ears in a, the wrong ratio. Yeah. Hope, what, what if we could like listen twice as much as we talked? I think that would be amazing. And oftentimes, people get the ratio wrong. And they, <laughs> and they talk twice as much as they listen, and then they don't even listen when you tell them what you're saying. And then they're like, just me, 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 masks.com and you can create your mask and then what you can do is you're going to see masks on that site from people all over the world you can put in your age you can put in maybe your city um, you can put in your gender and you can see other people who are going through similar stuff and that's uh, we're trying to help people around the world realize they're not alone that you're not alone in the things you go through but since we're taught in so many cultures not just here in the u.s we were taught what well, i see it in india i see it in Latin America, I see it in Mexico, I see it in Colombia. We're taught, show the best self, don't talk about the other stuff. And what happens? We all get programmed like that. And so we walk around like robots. Everything's great, everything's great. Hi, how you doing? How you doing? I'm good, I'm fine, I'm fine. And yeah. then no one gets the help they need because we don't talk about it. If I say you could go back to your past, go back to the days when you were younger, um, go back to the days when you were pretty young, and you could talk to your younger self, like the younger Ashanti. What all would you tell yourself whenever you were feeling anxious, whenever you were feeling uh, like your mind was all occupied with all sorts of negativity, like the negative thoughts and negative emotions, and you were feeling insecure about yourself and about whatever, you know? Uh, what would you tell yourself? Like, what would you say to yourself, to the younger Ashanti? There's a song, one of my favorite songs is called Dear Younger Me. And in that song, uh, they talk about um, that same question. Like, if I went back to myself and told my younger self, hey, you are uh, 
you are you are actually really amazing and i began to believe more in myself i think i would not know like today i'm i am who i am today because of the struggles i went through as so i wonder like i wonder what i tell myself hey don't do that don't do that fix that you know i wonder i, I it's a really tricky question, but I'm gonna just meta. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just go with. I love the question, but actually, it's a deeper question for me because today I get to tell stories to people based on all the things I went through. When I was going through them, I didn't. I wasn't happy about them, but when I look back at them now, I'm like, oh, that's that's why that happened. Oh, I can see how that has made me better today than I was. So, you know, I wonder. Yeah, you know, it's a really beautiful question, and I also. But th here's one thing I would tell my younger self: trust yourself, believe in yourself. Don't wait for someone to give you permission to be great. Be the greatest that you can be every day. Don't wait for someone to tell you to try that thing you've been wanting to try. Try it. Don't listen to people who tell you that you're not important and you're not valuable because you are i think i would tell myself messages of hope and inspiration to keep going forward um because i think even today as an adult um i told one of my mentors the other day i probably have like 50 videos in my phone that i recorded when i recorded them i'm like i'm going to share this one today and then i get home and i'm like ah my hair is a little messed up nah my look at that car in the background it looks so messed up yeah. and i overjudge it and i basically have not shared them they're still on my phone waiting for something <laughs> and i think that like 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 stop worrying about the opinions of others right I, stop worrying about what others are going to think if you're giving your best and I think that is what I think what I would actually, a message I still continue to tell myself every day. Like I made a video two days ago. I still haven't posted it. Like I'm like overthinking it. Like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know I, so I still, it's a, it's a messaging in that my old, my growing up when young, trying to fit in, trying to not stand out too much. Don't want people to think I think I'm special. So I think I constantly have to remind myself of those messages. So what a beautiful question. Thank you for asking. Beautiful. That was such a beautiful answer. And I must say that you literally talked us through all of this so extremely well. And I would really like to thank you so much for coming to the Mashiali podcast. Like, honestly, thank you so much. And it was so, so nice talking to you, Shandi, sir. And this talk has really been so insightful and learning such an important thing by your example is like, uh, my absolutely great pleasure, you know, and I'm so grateful to be sitting in front of you in front of such an icon, you know, and like, I really want to thank you for your kind presence. And well, I, I, you know, <laughs> yeah. No, please go, please. I, I, I have a hard, I, I, I interrupted. I don't like interrupting. I'm sorry to interrupt. I just. It's okay. Yeah. I never think. I, I so appreciate <laughs> you appreciating me. I, I think I have a hard time, right? I like. Oh, I don't. No, I'm not an icon. I'm just. I'm just a teacher. I'm just a teacher. <laughs> no, so I appreciate you. you. I'm, I'm, I'm learning how to take it in, and um, it means a lot to me. I just want to tell you, I really appreciate you. 
Oh no, Santi say you actually are an icon, okay? To me, you are, and because you inspire me so much to do so better, you know, you're doing so much for the humanity, for the mankind, for the younger generation, for for the children, you know, and that really is so inspiring. So you definitely are an icon for me, and thank you so much for being so open and so vulnerable at our podcast. It really means so much to us. Thank you, and I look forward to. all the work you're going to do in india to change the world and thank you for inviting me and make and i'm i'm hoping that the million mask movement will take in and 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 have a great surge against there so thank you i look forward to seeing you again soon i'll be back the next saturday with our next gem mr yadav mehra So don't forget to join us the coming Saturday as he'll talk you through some of the harsh yet most crucial topics. With this is me signing off. See you next Saturday and until then spread love spread happiness.